You ready, Uncle Sammy? I'm ready. You ready, Lady Rose? I'm ready. And we got Coach Ozzy. You ready, Coach Ozzy? Yep, ready. All right, let's crack them. All right. Welcome to another episode of the Donks Hockey Podcast. <laughs> um, today we're going to talk about hockey, of course, and we are going to talk about the physicality of the game. Uh, but we have got a special guest on tonight. We got Coach Ozzy on. Coach Ozzy, you want to introduce yourself, give a little bit of a background about uh, your experience in hockey and whatnot for the audience? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so originally I grew up uh, in Chesapeake, Virginia. Um, I played a hockey growing up, really. Um, when I was U14, I actually tr- uh, played, as you guys ever heard about the Quebec International Tournament. Um, so I had, I played for Carolina Junior Hurricanes for that, the tournament team. And, um, we actually ended up winning, uh, one of the divisions and it's all like, I mean, there's over a hundred teams. And so it was a pretty cool experience uh, through that, which I ended up meeting one of my, my really good buddies. And we ended up playing junior hockey, uh, in Hampton Roads here locally, um, played three years and then went to the North American Hockey League. Uh, for a year I got tendered there we went down me and my buddy John we went down and played uh, for Corpus Christi which I don't know if you guys have heard of Corpus Christi but that's right on the water in Texas and right in front of like 3,500 fans Slumming. so I got the uh, yeah so that was a cool experience doing that and then ended up <clears throat> coming back to to Hampton to finish out like uh, halfway through the year, things didn't work out. So I came back home and ended up uh, playing my last year and a half at home. Uh, won two national championships and doing that. <clears throat> so that was a pretty cool experience, especially just playing at home uh, in front of just my parents as well. And then ended up committing to Utica, which is uh, D3. It's up in New York. <clears throat> and we were played all four years. Um, and we were number one last year. Huh. And ended up losing in the quarterfinals and overtime to a team that beat us the previous year in the tournament in the quarterfinals and overtime. So it was kind of tough ending. But um, and then I ended up signing pro right after and hoping or continuing that uh, that career so far. So I'm kind of excited for the future. But that's kind of a, a short background of my hockey. It's been a long, long, long time, but definitely some cool experiences. That's- that's that's awesome. Thank you for uh, coming on the show with us. So um, we're going to talk about um, the physicality of the game, and let's why don't we set the tone of this, guys, with with a with a quote by by Charles Barkley, Sir Charles. Let's go, Sir Charles. All right. So Barkley says, if an NBA player got seventy five stitches, he would retire. Right, and he's referring to, uh, I believe it was one of the Florida Panthers. No, Winnipeg Jets. I'm sorry, Winnipeg Jets. Middle of a game, uh, somehow gets cut up pretty bad. Goes to the locker room and comes back and gets back on the ice with 75 stitches. So I, I think we're we're going to talk about like the physicality of the game and how tough it is, right? And I guess a natural progression, right? And and I think hopefully Coach Ozzy can shed some light on that as, you know, the natural progression as our kids are just going into peewee. And uh, Lady Rose has already had her son in, in peewee already for a year. And I, 
I don't know. What do you think, Sammy? I mean, there's been some pretty big changes as <laughs> going from mites to, to even peewees, right, with the physicality of the game? Yeah, I mean, I think that that you have to expect every year for it to get a little more physical, right? Because, like, the angling gets a little faster, the, the get-to-the-puck gets a little faster, and then we're still skating with our head down, like – Right. Like the defense is still coming just as fast. Like it's like every year, you know, it gets faster. And if we're not skating with our head up and we're not expecting some contact, like we're in for a rude awakening. Lady Rose, how about you? Notable. Yeah. I mean, like that's what, uh, little wildcat was in a lesson last week and, uh, coach Grady was actually like, we're starting to work on, I mean, needed to be working on this for a while, but he's like, we gotta, we gotta keep his head up because this year he's got to get good at that. Cause next year he's going to get, you know, hit from behind or, you know, if he doesn't have his head on a swivel, it's gonna, it's gonna be damaging. So, um, you know, it, it's time to, to get ready for that next level of hockey for sure. For sure. Let's, let's also set the tone with, did you all hear the, Injury report from the Panthers. Insane. After the Cup no. Series was over. You, did, you didn't hear it? Uh-uh. Uh, <laughs> Chucky, broken sternum. His brother, had to, his brother had to help him out of bed every day because he couldn't stand up because he was in so much pain. Um, I think they call that an upper body injury. Right, right, right. Right. A very minor upper body injury. Uh, mm-hmm. Ekblad. What do you have? Two separated shoulders and a broken ankle since the Bruin series? Yeah, the broken I mean, foot. Yeah, hockey is a very, very physical sport. So let's let's set it up. Let's set it up here with Coach Coach Ozzy. Um, I, I know that you played at Utica. What what kind? I, I guess I, I guess at the college level, what do they teach? Like, I mean, there's obviously a physical portion of the game that that comes with hockey, you know, just as much as I, you know, I guess you can cross-reference it with lacrosse, but, but how are you coached in, in, at the college level, like with, with, in regards to the physicality? I think it's more about just like absorbing, uh, I guess, absorbing contact. I think so absorbing contact, like, like in the corners, I guess, like, right. Being able to shed our body into defenders in a sense. So if, Right, if I'm coming down the wall and that defender's stepping up on me, how can I spin off and protect that puck and still be able to find that open guy? As like, I mean, depend like, and also depends on style of play too. Like, playing with different teams, it's all different fat physicality. Like, you play teams that are just skill and fast and do not have any physicality. So, you know, right. understanding those different games and I, for me, I've always thought the challenging games are those teams that do play super heavy and try to pin you up and. That's one of the big thing, I guess, is not getting pinned up on along the wall at the higher levels. Because if you're pinned up along the wall, that's what that's where the game's won and lost is on the boards. So if you're able to stay off the wall and be able to keep your feet moving, then you're creating space in the offensive zone for yourself. All right, let me let me um, maybe maybe I went too direct with that. Let me backtrack a little. <laughs> I bit. think that you gotta I, I, you gotta start with. I, yeah, I I think I just wanted to dive right into it because it's such a compelling topic um well let's you want to talk about where we started with this uncle sammy like why it started like this this whole podcast yeah i mean so this topic yeah so we were at um a championship game Uh, i think everybody but lady rose was there coach oz was there i was not there um and there was there was a lot of 
there was a lot of commotion in the stands about contact, like body contact. And right. And some of it was clean, some of it wasn't, right? Like like we can all agree that that it was, but but it was almost like setting an expectation for for like different parents as to like hey at you know Pee Wee Minor, like there's gonna be body contact. At Pee Wee Major, there's gonna be more body contact. Right? Like it's a it's a natural progression from mites all the way up to bantams as to like where that body contact starts. I think the the best place would for, for Coach Ozzy would be like, did you notice a difference in Quebec? Like coming from like A, AA hockey in the CBHL to, you know, the highest level that you can play as a peewee. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Because the, the kids I seem are a lot bigger. So, right, if they're bigger, there's a lot more contact. There's a lot more leaning on kids. And that's where, but I feel like, right, is there contact still in peewees? No. No, they took well, it out. Or not like legally. It's... They took out – yeah, you can't check until Bantam, right? But like um, – which I always think is interesting. Um, I have I have my own theories on tier one versus tier two at, at <laughs> PeeWee, but um, based on that. Different, different conversation. Um, but no, so you can't. But they do start to get physical, right? Like mm-hmm. Lil Wildcat got his first ejection last year. And you go back a, a, and look at the um, live, by, live barn footage and, you know, coaches are like, if he's a Bantam, he gets, you know, maybe a 10 and 2, but he's back on the ice. But because he's a peewee, you can't do it. And he got ejected and had to sit a game. So, you know, it's like, but they do start to get more physical and parents get all riled up. Well, you know, that, that, that angle's a little steeper coming into the boards when, when you're a defenseman, the older they get. Because they're, they're like kind of feeding for that body contact. Like it's, like most of them have been playing for five years and like they want it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think going back to that game, I don't remember if Little Panda was angling as hard as he had previous games but but there was a lot of physical contact and I I, honestly like at this level right we just came off of squirt double a and every I think the difference was is that when we played a triple a team at at squirt double a a birthier team we expected a physical game Right. I'm like so those, glad you got to say that you did that. And, and <laughs> yeah. well, well, we are elite, right? I mean, we were elite I mean, we're playing double A big square, right? And double, that's sarcasm. But elite double A, like, don't be jealous. Right. right. <laughs> what was it, Coach Ozzy? Can you remember what it was like for you when you were playing uh, at CBHL? Um, kind of the physicality. Well, do, you, do you remember that at all? Or yeah, I mean, well, do you remember we, a natural progression. Well, we, I think we were allowed to hit in Peewees. So it yeah, was, I don't know when. We have to look that up. I don't know what yeah, year that we changed. Because I remember, like, there was one time in particular. We were in Maryland. We were playing Montgomery Blue Devils. And it was my first year of Peewee hockey, and I had this old CCM, like, helmet. And it was really bad. Not protective whatsoever. And I got smoked from behind. And my hit so hard, my helmet cracked open <laughs> and I had, and it, yeah it was really bad and I had the full concussion to everything and that was it was the worst concussion I had but going through that it was very physical just because we were young younger so like we don't really know how to hit 
but I think also that like there is so you get more injuries but I guess you can take them if you're younger I feel like that would be better because at least there's more growth I feel like for them to learn I uh, see so you get th- like older through the progression of like peewee's phantom so then when you're hitting your you four or you 16 you 15 year you know how to play the game I guess Right. Well, I think it's it's more of like USA Hockey pushing for that Swedish development model, right? Is why they took checking out until Bantam. Yeah. Right. Um, M- the, more skill. The Google, the Google machine tells me that they did that in 2011. So it has it has been since my child was born. Like that was his that's his birth year. So in his lifetime, there has not been checking. But it, at Pee Wee Love. But it all came around yeah. when like the ADM came around. So. Yeah. Look at when, when USA Hockey went to that more skill-driven concept, right? They took hitting away at younger ages. Well, I mean, I, I guess it's yeah. There's a, there's been a big change, right? Like when you when you talk about concussions, Coach Ozzy, who can who can't remember when I was growing up watching Paul Korea. From the Anaheim Ducks. Wait, hold on. Were, just get. Were you wiping your own ass when this happened, B? This this. Uh, <laughs> I might have been learning. Oh, okay. Been learning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you've seen it. You've seen the highlight. Actually, actually, I'm going to say yes, just for the. Oh, okay. Yes, so it yes. was. It was. It was against New Jersey, right? It was Stevens. Yeah. yeah. Gotcha. Right. Comes in and absolutely like. Just lays him out, right? And you know he's on the ice, and you just, he has no idea where he is, right? And then, <laughs> and God forbid if it happened now, he comes back later in that game. I think it was the third period and scores the game-winning goal to win that. I, I, I don't, I can't remember if they won the series. I can't remember. I just remember like the guts that dude had. I think that's when they won. The Nowadays, cup. It, like that goal right. he went on the but heater now, and, and they won the cup. Now nowadays, could you imagine some kid taking a hit like that, or any player, and then coming back? Obviously, not with the NHL protocols now. Well, it kind of happened but, with the NFL, right? With uh, oh yeah, the they go in the tent. Uh, well, Aaron yeah. Hernandez, uh, Tua. Tua, Tua, yeah, Tua, yeah. yeah. So I mean, I think you you know, with with in regards to physicality, obviously, you don't want to see a kid get concussed like that, and. And not know where he where he is, and then you know get scrambled up. But it, it's you know I, I just think though that if you're going to play, if you're going to have your kid in hockey, you need to have an understanding that you can't cry about like your kid has to at some point defend himself out there on the ice, right? That's that's part of it, right? Or else somebody some kid's going to come and they're going to angle you pretty hard every time because they know they can get away with you, right? I mean, is that is that a pretty right, safe me, statement. The thing for me was like growing up was if you're playing scared hockey, that's when you're gonna get hurt, right? Because then you're you're more timid, you're gonna be more standing up, and that's when that's that's when you actually put yourself in more danger. Yeah, that's when you really get hurt. Right. So I mean, I think it goes to like you can't. I I find it very interesting that that you can tell your kid. Uh, I, I've, I've told Lil Panda if he's driving down the ice, he's going in the middle, expect contact, right? You're going to have two defenders that come in, and, and and I've even told him, I go, be the one to deliver it, like if you're carrying the puck, right? And he actually got called on it. I was going to say that reverse hit the other day was uh, nice. He got called. He got he got called for he got called for roughing, but you know when he's carrying the puck and trying to score. But anyways, it's just it's just very interesting. Um, 
so let's coach Ozzy, what do you think about this like I'm thinking about the Stanley Cup, right? And and they kind of talk about the it's just different in the playoffs, right? And it seems like like a team like Florida just starts manhandling, you know, teams. Even even Vegas did this this whole thing. I was going right? to say Vegas bullied the shit out of the Panthers in well, the finals. Yeah, they they ended up yeah they ended up winning that fist fight. It, it, it turned out to be almost <laughs> like a fist fight, right? So where where do you see? I, I guess since uh, you've had such a, a a broad resume of hockey, like where do you see the physicality of the game like going? If, if you understand, if you if, if you know what I'm saying, like for playoff wise, or just for just the future of the game, just just in general, like from like maybe maybe give us a timeline from when you were growing up. Like obviously, you could check when you were a, a pee wee. I mean, I feel like but, maybe, you know, with you, yeah. maybe going like it's not as physical. I feel like now, in a sense, like it is going into a more non physical because everybody can skate. So it's like and you have to understand if you are going to be more physical, right? That big hit if you step up and there's a play being made as a defenseman, you're probably giving up a two-on-one, right? And that's probably, you know, it's cool for the fans to see a big hit, but, you know, if they score that two-on-one. So I think it's going to be less physical, I feel like, going forward. But, I mean, right, they're still physical because as you go off the, the pyramid, right, ice becomes smaller, everything becomes so much more compact. There has to be physicality, but I think like the big hits and everything, I don't think there's really going in that direction. Yeah, like I could definitely see that open ice across the middle, like that hospital mm-hmm. pass. Like that's not going to be a thing anymore. Like it's like in football, like, yeah, right? Like, there's yeah, no more. Like in skate. Well, that and there's no more Sean Taylors in the NFL, right? Like there's nobody that will just absolutely decleat you coming across the middle because, like, you you get kicked out of the game right away for targeting. Like I could, I could definitely see the NHL go into like a targeting role to take that kind of physicality out of the game. Well, they already do. If you hit the head, you're that's automatic two and 10, isn't it? Yeah. But like with targeting, like if you get a targeting penalty in college football in the first half, you're out for the rest of the game. And if you get it in the second half, you're suspended for the first half of the next game. Like that's how like agree, like that's how like serious they are about, about taking head contact out of football. And I could definitely see the NHL following suit and lower leagues because didn't one of the junior leagues in Canada this week ban fighting? Like it's like a 10 game. Did they? It's like a 10 game suspension. Yeah. Was it the Q? Was it the Q? I think it was the Q actually. Really? Mm-hmm. That's interesting. I mean, Coach B or Coach Ozzy, you can talk about it. Like even in your time in juniors, right? The suspension for fighting went up, right? I mean, yeah, it was one game, but I like. But, but it used to be just your two ten and game, right? Yeah, no. I at least for me, it was all well. It just depends on the league. Every other league, like I play in the USPHL, so that that specific league was you get one game. But every other junior league had like you got five minutes, and that was it. Yeah, but so, and now in the queue, you can't fight at all, or it's like five games. I think yeah. I read. But I, I think you have to have it though, because how do you? Like, how do you protect players in a sense? Like, what's going to then stop me to going out and running your best player, right? If it, like, like, I, like there's no protection for players. And I think that's where, like, it, it does give hockey, I guess, a bad name in a sense sometimes. But there also has to be a level of protection for the players as well. Well, is that, like, a, that's fair. I, I think that's a, that's a great take, Coach Ozzy. Like, um, 
but like for people who are coming in new to the game, right? Like, do they necessarily know that? Like, is that the the big push? Is like, oh, it's super violent. Like, well, I, I don't know. I think <laughs> I'm putting you on the spot on that fans, one. More newer fans, I feel like, right, want to see the big hits and see the the goals, the fights, the hits. I think, right, because that's kind of what, right, the fast pace. Yeah, I mean, but I I don't know. It's like I mean, you see both sides of things, and it's like you can see why. It, people want it you can see why people don't want it but I mean I just from my opinion I think it's it's good for the game just for from a player protection standpoint non-fighting no fighting fighting fighting's good for the game yes okay I'm sorry that's a self-policing right. thing right mm-hmm. uh, well okay so let's let's talk about that for well there's two things that, that have just crossed my mind here um in regards to fighting, I just saw this. It was just randomly. I came across this video, and it was it was the Jay Beagle fight. Oh, here we which go. Which is my kid's, which is my kid's idol. But he ended up getting in a fight with. Um, it was a guy from the Anaheim Ducks, and Zegers called him out on it. I think it was Troy Terry. I think that's who he got into a fight with and gave him a black eye. And Zegers was calling him out like, "Why would you go after our best player?" Et cetera, et cetera. And Beagle was basically like, well, he, he went after my goalie. He, you know, started chucking. So where, where's the line there, right? Like, if, if you can't have it both ways, you know what I'm saying? Like, you can, you know, if Connor McDavid's going to go and, and bang your goalie in the head with his, with his stick, of course some defenseman's going to come over and defend his goalie, right? Buddy, you ring the bell. You better be ready to answer it. That's what I'm saying. So where do you draw the line? Like, it was, was it, you know, I don't know. It, I don't. I guess what I'm saying is I don't understand that culture. Was Zegers out of line for saying that? Because I feel like Beagle was just defending his his team and his troops. I mean, is that a bad example? Or I don't. I don't. I'm not really sure. No, I think if you what, if you poke the bear, like there's consequences for everything, right? Well, I think hey. it go, I think it goes back to parents, right? Like you want your you want a defenseman on your team to go and or defense girl go and angle that player to the board. Defense person, I'm sorry. I don't... Is that what we're doing? Go angle that person. Yeah, I, is, that yeah, <laughs> is that what we're I doing? Uh, apparently. That's what my PR lady told me to do. Yeah. So <laughs> let, 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 me, let, me, let me ask Coach Ozzy this. Let me go back to this, all right? Um, is it okay to teach proper angling at, at a might level? Oh, I think that's, yeah. I, I, I think that's huge. I mean, that's <laughs> angling is half the game. Because that's, I mean, at least for us at college, like, I know it's my, we're talking about Mike, but for college, we angled every day. So for them learning how <clears throat> at a young age to use their stick is so important because using your stick can, you can control the way a person skates. You know, that's, and if they understand how they can use your stick, even though they may not be able to skate well, but they'll just be able to control the other player just by having their stick in the right position and putting pushing them to the wall uh, to the wall where they can't do anything. So but can it, you... and it does, but it has to be proper, right? Mm-hmm. And it, they have to learn it, right? And it's not tripping and to your point, like teaching mites to angle is a different like that's a whole different level of aggression. It no, is no no no. Put is. your <laughs> put your shoulder in their chest and drive them to the boards. <laughs> Co- Coach Ozzy, can you 
Okay, for let's for the for not the, Russia for the my parents. All right, and for the brand new hockey parents, can you describe what proper angling is? Can you can you explain it again? Right. I guess the best way would be if we're gonna picture somebody skating down the wall. We're gonna say they're skating in front of the bench with the puck. We're gonna have the other player. He's gonna have or the person. We'll say the person's gonna have the stick. If they're skating this way up the ice, my stick's behind me because if it's in front, right, they're automatically going to cut behind me. So then what's the point of angling to the wall? So having their stick behind them and as the player is crossing past them, you're pushing your stick and just literally pushing them and falling them, and then you're just putting stick on stick. That's all. And it's just literally just controlling your one motion all the way through to the point where now you don't have to trip because you've already followed your stick with the puck the point where now you can just skate right into them to where if they're mites, obviously they can't check, but you can still, right, we're talking about rubbing people out and kind of that small contact where now they're still getting the benefit of that as well. So like moving moving your hips kind of with your stick into angling it into the body of that opponent. In a sense, yeah, in a sense. Where, like, like just having that stick behind and just flush, like almost like flushing them into a certain direction to where now – you're driving that shoulder in front of them, I guess, rather than. Feels very Miyagi-esque. What is the, what is that example in Mr. Miyagi? I'm Which trying, like, I'm trying to say as... What is are that? We, are that's we, that's we, like, Miyagi-esque. Well, it depends on, stick. it depends on which side of the ice you're on, right? Like, if you're on the left side of the ice, it's wax on. Yeah, then obviously it's going to be this side. <laughs> but depending on, oh, like, okay. like, that's just Pay my different. way of pushing my, <laughs> trying to show you my stick going as, like, that person skating past me pushing my stick forward to where now like like i said we're just trying to make sure they're not trying to go behind you well yeah and i think right. that so in, as a defenseman keeping the the middle of the ice open for the goalie is huge mm-hmm. right like keeping him to the outside exactly and you're and you're trying to you're trying to go between kind of cut cut the guy off between the stick and the puck right exactly exactly right like get in there get in their wingspan so to say mm-hmm. of the stick and then to push them. So so a lot of parents, right? And there was some good angling going on in this game against you guys. Um I, I think I think a lot of parents I think would would see that as as a check of some sort, right? If you know, if 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 it's not understood properly. Like what I mean Well the rub, right? <laughs> not the not the angling, the rub out is what is what gets people. Yeah, and you hear that you hear that person go into into the board. And you and the board is hollow, and it makes a lot of noise, right? So I think that was kind of the biggest complaint, right? And I think people need to understand that that angling, which which is taught at mites level for almost, I would say, ninety percent of the clubs, is that a safe assumption? I'm just throwing that out there, spitballing it. Is Don't is know. is a is a taught technique, and there is physical <laughs> contact that that could be involved in that. Well, I think that's where you get into the size of the children, right? Like. Oh, here we like, go. Playing while big, right? No. No, no, no. I, I've seen... No, 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 no. Hawking, Point, no. Hawking too hard. That's, that's not my point. You guys, are, you guys are jumping to conclusions. The boards move more as the kids get bigger, so it sounds worse. Right? Like, so you can't, mm. you can't oh, react okay. based on the sound of the boards, right? You have to watch the play. That's my point. And your stick should, and your stick should be up. It should not be at hip yeah, Right in his throat. <laughs> when you're doing this. Right in the throat. <laughs> Elbows high. Because 
let them fly. Yeah, because yeah, oh, that's yeah, my because it's hang on, hang on. That's my shirt, by the way. We just made my shirt. Elbows high, let them fly. What? Oh, got Dogs it. Hockey pod. All right. Got there it. Go. <laughs> Uncle Sammy's here pushing out merch in the middle of our. Let's go. <laughs> so stick down, body, basically cutting him, angling, quote unquote, and cutting the body off will make a loud sound for your parents out there, just so you understand that. Because I didn't, I don't think I understood it when I first got into this. Like, well, that guy, that kid just checked my kid, right? But no, he, he angled him, and, and 99% of the time, it's a, it's a, a taught technique. Can I call you out? You're going to call course. me out or call my kid I'm out? i call you out. We were, okay. we were in Pennsylvania. Genesis Hockey Club. I'll go ahead and say it. <laughs> And so there was, a, there was a play. The defenseman made a great play on it. And the feet got tangled up. And it looked like the kid rode, rode Little Panda into the boards. Like, we all stood there and we were all upset. Like, the ref made a great <laughs> – but I, I, was, I was standing right next to Big Panda. The ref made a great call. We get home – I think that was a Saturday-Sunday, right? Yeah, we get home on Monday. It was a Sunday, I think. We get home yeah. on Monday, and I get a text message from Panda, and he's like, "I'm a fucking donkey." I went back and watched that on Live Barn, and it was just a fucking great play. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was. But you also, no, no. I, I'll admit it. I'll admit it. And this is kind of why we're doing this, right? So people can understand it. Uh, I will say though that part of it for me emotionally as a parent. Is my kid was down, and my kid's never down. Hundred percent. I, I mean, I'm not. I'm, I'm not. I'm not trying to say that like that. Like my kid's a, an Iron Man, but when you see that as a parent, of course you're going to get emotionally charged, and you don't. You don't understand. You. you I mean, it, right? It happens on a split second, right, Coach Oz? I mean, it just. It just happens so fast, right? And I don't know how some of these refs call it and don't call it. Oh, you I know, mean, and there's some, yeah, there's, there's some that I'm. I don't know. I've seen some pretty bad refs, and my well, you, you know what I'm saying. I mean, <laughs> but you know, for the most part, I mean, yeah, it is. Everything is yeah. so fast. Like it is. It's but impressive. I think the point in that is yeah. we're all guilty of it, right? Everybody. Oh, absolutely. Everybody has stood there and watched hockey and been like, "I want to fist fight that ref because my kid's laying on the ice right now," and then like have the gumption to go back and watch it from a different angle. Cause like you may see something that you're yeah. like, Oh, never mind. I was but, wrong. But what's our mon- But seriously, what's our mantra <clears throat> now? And I've heard you say this. I'm going to call you out. I'm waiting. Oh, be an ass. Hey, no, no, no. Hey, peanut, <laughs> get the F up off the ice. Oh, a hundred percent. And get back in. <laughs> if you right? don't like, that's kind of where, well, okay. So yeah. my favorite is, What's hurt your leg or your feelings? Yep, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Like we've 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 progressed now as we're going through this journey, if you want to call it that. And now it's like, dude, I love the physicality of it, dude. If I if 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 pa- little panda's carrying that puck and he's delivering a hit to a defender that's coming at him, and he he did that at the same game, right? Mm-hmm. You saw that defender go down, and that kid was down, and I was like, I didn't want to, I, I didn't want to cheer for the kid being down, but I was like, okay, you delivered the blow trying to score her goal like that's to me is awesome like you took the physicality to a different level i mean again not that i want the kid hurt but i just now i tell i tell him every time before a game expect to get banged up yeah like you're gonna get hit you're gonna get slashed with the stick and don't cry about it right i I had some some junior players when little peanut was growing up tell me that unless you need an ambulance you better get up and so that's the motto at our house yeah 
there you go. And I'm, I'm sure, like, playing at a college level, right, Coach Ozzy, you're like, you don't, you want to save face. You don't want the boys to to ride you <laughs> after uh, the game. Like, I, I, you I'll took that you. little, you took that tiny little hit, and then like you laid on the ground, Coach Ozzy, <laughs> for like ten minutes, and we just laughed at you or something. I don't tell us a story on that one. Oh, I'll, I'll tell you a funny story actually. So my freshman year, we were we had just going into playoffs, like a week before playoffs, and I'm not the most athletic person off the ice. And we went and played basketball. Ken Vouch. Right the day I've after the game. I've seen his golf swing. Not athletic. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> but I do have a hole-in-one. So I do have Ooh, that. Oh, good for on you. The belt, on the belt. On, on putt-putt or the no. actual? <laughs> no, I <laughs> clever, Lady clever, Rose, clever, she will yeah. quietly sneak one in yeah. there every yeah, time. Wow. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Um, but so I ended up, I was playing defense and I rolled my ankle to the point where I thought I broke it. And I had, I had to, my ankle was so swollen. I had to have numbing spray every single day, tape it up to the point where like, I couldn't even feel it to go on the ice pop, like six Advil before going on and just like doing that. Cause I couldn't say, like, I couldn't tell my coach, like my ankle and messed up the basketball. <laughs> coach, and my, my ankle. All the guys were like, call, yeah, all the guys would call me stupid for messing up my ankle and it was just it was brutal but going through the pain yeah there is there is times where you go through some serious pain to, to play because you don't want to get ragged but i mean also i think it's kind of cool to go through stuff like that sometimes you kind of find out how mentally strong you are yeah for sure i mean that's that's <laughs> you don't i i don't think i think it's to a point where even these kids at this age don't want to let their teammates down dude Col- colorado you know? Little peanut with his little fucking broken finger. Like, I'm not sitting. I'm not missing the game. Like, are you crazy? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, I, you know, it, it, I, think, I think it goes back to the little panda's rule. I mean, big panda's rule number three, right? It's, it's about resiliency, right? Fall down, get, up, get back up, and th- there's nobody there to pick you up. There's a life lesson to be learned there, right? And these kids need to figure that out. They need to. They need to get up, and they need to, you know. Like I, I got tired of him bitching about like, well, they didn't call a penalty or they didn't do this. Like, it's it's part of the game. That shit don't fly. It's, it's going to happen. Mm-mm. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. Well, Especially when you're tall. <laughs> no, right. I don't care. Like I may have agreed with you. I may have been standing on the fucking glass with my hand up, but I will be a fucking hypocrite and get in your ass if you come off the ice and be like, "Your guy sucks." Like. Right, buddy. He no. didn't. He didn't put it in the back of the net for him. Yeah. Well, and you know, my you can't complain about the refs if you aren't one. Ooh. So yeah, I mean, yeah. Okay. She, again, another little zinger. Yeah, there, there we go. There's Lady Rose coming over the top. Get your fat ass out yeah. there and skate, Uncle Sammy. <laughs> she's, 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 she's. Maybe we need to change her name to Lady Cat. Like she's very catty sometimes. Um, so it, it was interesting, and I, I knew this, and, and I had to inform Mama Panda of this, but the whole mouthpieces, right? Like, we're going to mouthpieces, and mouthpieces are not used to prevent losing teeth, apparently, right? They're used to prevent concussions. Yeah. The, Did you all know oh, this? Like, biting, biting down? You, when, you're, yeah, when your head hits, you bite down, and it causes another... Yeah. I did not know that, but... Cool. I mean, I didn't think that they were for preventing losing teeth. I mean, they chew yeah. on them. It's it's really. Oh yeah, look at look at Chucky. I think that thing was just like a mouth. What are you doing? But um, all right, so I want to ask Coach Ozzy this. All right, from what you've seen, if you if you sustain or, or 
engage in sort of body contact, if your stick is on the on the ice, majority of the time, will you or will you not get called for a penalty? As opposed to if your stick is up, where you might get caught for a cross check versus because I think this is where this is the base of my question. He's trying quick, to figure so out how to back. how to check it at Pee Wee. That's what he's trying to do right now. <laughs> no, I mean, so what, when we went to uh, when we went down to Nashville and played in a tournament, like he was getting some. Well, there were probably cross checking penalties because he was cross checking, <laughs> but his coaches his coaches were telling him to to get your stick on on the ice. Right, and use your body versus, you know, your hands. And if your stick's on the ice, yeah, exactly. If your stick's on the ice, you won't get as, you will get a called uh, less frequently, I guess. So I'm sorry, coach. I know, I know, kind of ramble with that. Can you? <clears throat> no, you're fine. No, um, I definitely agree because I mean, obviously, if your stick's on the ice, you're not going to be cross-checking more times. Not you're going to be elbowing. But also, kind of comes like <laughs> back to our angling topic earlier, which is right. If your stick's on the ice, you're as you get older, you're getting taught to stick on puck. So if you're engaging in body contact, you're also going for the stick on puck. So being able to have your stick on the ice will help translate into that, which kind of, mm-hmm. which will get, get away from the penalties, right? Because of, obviously if your stick's in the air and you finish through, and if you just extend your arms off the hit, they're probably going to call you for a cross check just because of your extension of the arms. So having your stick down will really help kind of eliminate. Never, those. never extend your arms. Right? That's that's kind never. of a rule. <laughs> did, did you, okay, I'm making that. Um, yeah. And then and and nowadays you also see uh, like the one. I guess the one thing I say to, to little panda is never hit a kid in the numbers, right? Especially near a board because a, a board will not get way, give way. You know. And nowadays, the wildcat did. Is that you got you got a boarding penalty? Yeah. Uh, can I tell you? So I, can I tell you though that the, the stop sign, like I f- I know it doesn't actually, but it almost encourages little peanut to hit him in the back. Like, like I don't know. So I don't know what it is. No, it's the not. stop sign. Like it's just like oh, I should stop at his back with my stick in it. <laughs> it sounds terrible. <laughs> That's yeah, and I think I think at this age too that the kids want to use that damn stick to like <laughs> ring a kid back. You know, I, I'm surprised there's not more hooking calls. Most missed, go, most well, missed penalty in youth hockey, hooking. I I, I yeah, would agree with I that. Agree. Yeah. I, yeah, I would agree with that. 100%. So, so um, I don't know if. I mean, I send you guys posts from this account all the time, the For the Love of Hockey Instagram account. And she posted this week after a tournament, her squirt double A player dropped the gloves. Uh, and they literally had a whole conversation with him in the car. This is her whole story on Instagram. And she's got tons of followers. Like, she's built this whole brand, and it's phenomenal. And she trolls all the parents on with her memes. It's great. I love her. Um but so she they she shows this video of what happened and she says both both kids got ejected, but her son um, basically it, when she went back and showed what happened before he got completely like slashed like hacked from behind you could see it from this player and then the player kept coming up on him and he finally like gave up and turned around and like they were shoving and then he dropped the gloves 
Like not even just yes. shove it, like full drop the gloves and they ejected both players. But then, so she posts this, she's got a huge following. It's, I mean, like all over, I would say the country, maybe into Canada, I would assume at this point. And then somebody from the other team was like, came back at her and was like, this is lies. Both players were not ejected and your kid did this. And you've got a kid that's playing down at squirt when they're actually in totally wrong, like all of it. And parents are coming at, you know, coming at her for posting and we can, you know, carry that over into our social media conversation one day. But it's like, there was this whole discussion where she said they had even had a discussion with her player in the car. Like, whatever you do, don't drop the gloves. You know, when kids are getting chippy with you, don't drop the gloves. And he did. And, you know, she goes back and she shows where the official missed this call. And you, it sucks when, like, it gets out of hand. The official misses stuff or it's not getting called. They're letting them play. And then kids get to the point of frustration that they take matters into their own hands and it escalates. But at the same time, you know what to do and you play stupid games, you win stupid prizes, right? You're both getting ejected and these are the consequences and you're learning from it. The thing about it is then you got parents coming at each other, yelling in the stands, doing whatever, yelling on social media. They got to learn too. Right. And I think that's kind of, isn't that what, I mean, I wasn't there, but isn't that what was happening in your tournament? Everybody's coming at the kids for the, for the physical play. I will say that I made uncle Sammy very uncomfortable by saying some very unflattering things. (laughs) Um, You? Oh yeah. It was, uh, to, to put it lightly, I I moved seats. Yeah. Bad Panda came out for a little (laughs) bit because I, I, as, 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 as my kid gets older, I think that I can see, right, and and Coach Ozzy can chime in on this, right? I think there's a certain age where kids start to quit because of the physicality of the game. Is is that a safe thing to say? They do. Playing- uh, when it when the games get, get, I mean, that is where it changes. The game changes when it gets more physical and kids quit. When you were coming through, Coach Ozzy, how many percentage of kids quit after maybe one or two years of checking or? Let's say what year one versus year three versus year five. I mean, we well, definitely started. Had, we started, but. yeah. We definitely had a we definitely had a drop off. That's for sure. I mean, as it as it went up, a lot more kids kind of kind of fell off. I mean, it's more like let's say some physicality, and I think some's also you know just like realizing, like I mean. Like, as, if they're having fun, I guess, in a sense, and if they want to actually play or they like kind of what is the end goal of, right? Because once you get to U16 or U15, you know, what are you just going to go and college after or are you going to try to play juniors, you know, kind of have different different goals. So I think it kind of goes with like checking and as, as well kind of just like understanding, I guess, like what's, what you're getting out of hockey. How many how many of those kids that that quit quit because or did you see them play scared as you described earlier like where is that mentality in my like I guess what I'm saying is is that is it I don't want to say is I don't know Uncle Sammy is edgy the right word Lady Rose what do you think if, if the kids got to play with a little bit of edge and and I'm not saying grit. jerk grit you know maybe maybe a little bit of jerk in them right like. Mm. 
Are those the ones that kind of, quote, unquote, I know it's just a game, but, quote, unquote, survive? It's great. It's great. All right. So, according to USA Hockey, uh, at U14 now, 300,000 kids of the 1.6 million that play youth hockey are quitting at U14 due to physical contact, the risk of concussion, and injury. So you're looking at 300,000, 1.6 million, like 25% rough math. Wow. That's, that's a lot. That's a big, big number. I feel like Coach Ozzy's checking my math right now. It's not 25%. <laughs> I think it's close. <laughs> I'll give you – I mean, it's probably like 18. It's, I guess a 18%. All right, hold on. I mean, right, because 20% is – I mean, 1.6 mil, we're talking 300,000. 300 goes into 15,000 – or 1.5 mil five times. Listen, do it this Lucky way, math. Uncle Sammy. Uncle Sammy, if you had – 1.6 million hillbillies, and you took 300 <laughs> hillbillies away, how many hillbillies would you have left, Uncle Sammy? You would have 23. Double it because. 23.3%. <laughs> you double it because they're hillbillies. Disregard. <laughs> Disregard the golf carts that they're taking with them, and they have the five kids in the golf cart. That was just wrong. I'm sorry. Yeah, come okay. on now. All right. We, don't, we can't right. afford golf carts. But I, I guess I guess uh, I guess what we can draw from that statement, though, is the higher the level you go, obviously there's going to be a, a drop off for various reasons, right? What I'd be curious to know is that is that drop off earlier in hockey versus like lacrosse versus other sports? I, Do you guys have any idea? So I will tell you that lacrosse is full contact from eight U on, right? Like that's crazy. Lacrosse is violent. Look, like dude, I, I'm, I'm scared of lacrosse. Dude, little peanut is about it. Like, come come on down and introduce yourself to the crease with Little Peanut on the lacrosse field. Come to a rugby game. That's, like, there's Ooh. no anything. Nobody's got any helmets. Nothing. Dude, I'm not, it is crazy. So I watched that documentary on Amazon Prime about the black shirts in New Zealand. Oh, the All Blacks? Oh, and let me, Ever see their uh, starting? Yeah, their little dance or whatever. Oh, my God. Dude, crazy. so hype. But... Let me just tell you, this dude got his fucking ear ripped off. Like, off. Like, OFF well, off. Like, like, gone. And he was like, oh, can you just sew it back on so I can get in the game? Like, what a fucking hockey So did Carlson, right? <laughs> so let me, let me ask you lacrosse and rugby play, parents. Are there a bunch of parents there calling for penalties? <laughs> Every no, Saturday. in rugby? Not in rugby. Yeah. Not in rugby. Okay. Um, I, I, I have no rugby? idea. Not, huh? Have you played rugby? Not in rugby. I, I know a I, lot I, about my it. Is, <laughs> my kid is playing rugby right now. And it is crazy. And he loves it. And it, I don't understand a thing about it. It is the wildest experience to watch these kids learn to play. And to go to these games, and and then we'll go to like the professional games because DC has a rugby team called Old Glory, Hell and they're yeah. in the like posting, and um, it's unbelievable, like un- it's unreal. 
She's also catty, um, and she has a viol- She likes watching violence. That's what she what it is about. Lady I did. I mean, like, I don't like it, but <laughs> apparently, this is what we do. I don't know. I mean, Lou Wildcat thinks that he is ready for those things. We'll see what happens when he finally gets flattened one day. How he feels about it, I don't know. So, look, all right. So, let's, so <laughs> well, hold on. I, I think there's an interesting point to talk about here. Is lacrosse is almost the inverse of hockey. Right, so the higher level of hockey, the more body like that gets played. Would you agree, Big Panda? Like Coach Coach Oz, like at Triple A or you know when you were in Quebec, right? Like bigger kids, faster kids, like the contact is more. Right? Was that a fair like assessment? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think I think you're you're on that on that slippery surface. <laughs> And you're and you're generating speed, and you're you're going at what? What do they say? I think there was there was a statistic that said the collisions in hockey are are higher than the yeah, collisions at, in, in the NFL, like at right? Speed, yeah, at speed, their yeah. their collisions are like ridiculous. So little little peanut played in a lower level lacrosse league this year, and there was more contact because the game's slower. And so, what do you do when you're not on a slippery slope? And the guy's got the ball. Like you just beat the shit out of him with your lacrosse stick, right? Yeah, I don't. I don't <laughs> like, get that. Like, like, like I, I we we have we have slashing in hockey, but in lacrosse, you can take your stick and pound the crap out of some kid's forearm until it breaks. Like literally. Like <laughs> I've heard that. No, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't. Under, I don't understand. See, that. Like you, USA then, lacrosse is 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 teaching you to attack the bottom hand. That's that's insane to me. That's insane. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Come on out, dude. It's great. Let me, Coach Oz. Can you can you tell the audience like exactly what checking is for and why it's part of the game? And can you explain that? Like, I, I don't. I mean, I, I kind of have some general, ad, you know, like some general thoughts about it, you know. And I just, but I don't know if they're correct or not. Like, you play hockey. Like, I don't. I don't know. I would say I like creating the creating space between the puck and the player. I think that's like your your basic definition. I think that right, you're trying to eliminate the player away from the puck, and I think that's I, don't, I that's my bet my most basic definition for it. I think I mean as again as we go as you go up the ladder, it gets physical and less physical in a sense because more people know how to hit as well. That's I. That is exactly the definition that I have found because I've used it for marketing before that the goal of body checking is to separate the opponent from the puck and regain possession. Sounds like the purpose of checking sounds like justified assault in my opinion, but um, no, no. So, you know, within an arena with, with officials watching to regulate most of the time. No, we're trying no, I, to make I, I, ESPN I top 10 out here. Like I'm trying to make somebody leave their <laughs> skates. So I'm super analytical about this coach Oz. Uh, l- let me know if these things are incorrect. Like to me, and I've, I've seen these fast players These, you know, I don't say little, but these faster players. And I feel like checking is going to slow the speed of the game down for those players, as well as the game itself. Mm-hmm. Right? Like you slow it down by, Obviously, that kid's going to look up, or they're going to be like, "Oh boy, this guy's." Coming. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, is it is it used tactically by a coach mm-hmm. to slow the game down, 
it, it does it all. And I, I also think that, you know, it's used to get in the mindset of a player reaching for a puck, like a defenseman who is getting forechecked or whatever. Is, is, is that the right term? Forechecked mm, by forecheck, a, yeah. a winger or something. Mm-hmm. And it's going to make him hopefully create a mistake or have him, you know, look up and he's going to have to brace for that hit. You know, and that's kind of where I see it as a part of the game, and, and it's a necessity, right? Or else, mm. you know, you would just have teams full of a bunch of fast kids on it. Yeah, no, right? I agree. Um, creating definitely if you if you are four checking right, and you are four, and you've dumped the puck four times, right? You hit that defenseman every single time, right? Like he's gonna know, and eventually he's gonna cough up the puck sooner or later because he knows you're gonna hit. And that's maybe one time you don't hit him and you just grab the puck. So I think that's definitely a good, a good uh, point to have with that. So it's not just, you know, I know what the definition says, you know, Lady Rose. And I, I, obviously it's, it's very obvious, but I, I think there's more to it than that, right? And I think when people are like, like uh, little, little Panda's Nano would be like, you know, why do they have to fight? Why did they do this? Why do they do that, right? Like, I think there's, a, there's, there's still a place for it. Right. Like, don't get me wrong. I don't want to see some some guy get his head bounced off the, the corner, you know, where the press box is like that one guy did and, and break his neck. I mean, that's not what I'm saying, you know, but there there's also guys out there that just want to go out and hit people, obviously. But I just think there's there's a there's a there's a place for for checking in the game still. I don't I don't see how. I mean, I, I think you were talking about the Swedish model earlier, Uncle Sammy, is that you know, do they do they believe more in the skill aspect of it as opposed to the physicality? Oh, absolutely. Um, I I right. mean, I think Coach Ozzy can can echo this, but most of the import guys that come over here are, are super skilled, and they don't play a mm-hmm. they don't play a physical game at all. Like even in the NHL, if yes. you look at it, like name one name one kid that plays physical outside that's that's a that's a European. I can't think. Of, yeah, I, and I, I can't think of one. And I, I, I think that obviously I have in my notes here egregious attempts to hurt are not okay. That's not what I'm saying by that. And I'm not justifying any of it in, in that aspect. But there is, I think for for people that don't don't understand hockey, like I, I'm still learning the game. Like I want people to understand that why there's checking. You know, why do they have to check at all? Um, I, I think that's the important point. And I also wanted people to understand what angling was, you know, because well, we have, we have, I have a bigger kid, you know, yeah. there's usually body contact. Go ahead, Lady Rose. Well, and I would just say, I mean, like, I think it's been a year, maybe two years at this point that I walked in from like getting ready for a game and I was, I saw a 14U, um, tier one game happening before ours. And I, and they were actually a 14 U minor team and um, they were checking kind of for the first time, obviously. And for me, I think, I think little wildcat was still like a, a 10 U minor at the time. And he, I was like, Oh my gosh, I am not ready for big boy hockey. So we think that it's physical now, but when they actually start, doing it, it's crazy to see how physical it really gets. And I think that speed and that a little bit more physicality to, to ramp them up is really important for them to start to understand it and for us as parents to get more comfortable with it. But also 
what I have observed as I've watched some of those kind of Bantam and Midget games, they use it smartly. You know, if they're good players and good teams and, uh, you know, playing well together, they use it smartly. They're not just out there just getting on the ice and ramming into people for no reason and point. They're playing, you know, to the point of, of Coach Ozzy, they're playing the puck. They're trying to separate the player from the puck. It's not just going out there and, and being a goon. Um, you know, and I think that's the thing we have to remember and these kids are still learning and the physical game is important for that lesson. Yeah. I mean, it's, I think there's so many lessons in it, right? I mean, uh, and, and maybe coach Ozzy can, you know, chime in on this, but I think it, it, it teaches you something, right? Physicality brings a toughness and a mental perseverance to the game. Right, like you find out if you really love the game after you go out and you get your, you're coming out of it sore. Like this is this is like you sports. <laughs> like, am I supposed yeah. to be feeling? <laughs> like, I mean, I I don't think there's anything like it, right? Other than maybe football. I mean, and, and well, lacrosse too, and rugby. But I mean, what I'm saying is, is that except for all these as other much sports, as, but, right? Yeah. Well, but there. Well, I think I think it's important to. I mean, you know, we want to get back to the like. This is, you know, as parents, we're watching it and we get a little worked up. And of course you want your kid, you know, you want it to be fair. You want people to be playing by the rules, right? And, you know, there's consequences for playing incorrectly. But a, a clean hit that is a, that is within the regulation is permitted. It's And it's, it's part of the game. And so they've got to learn that. We're not, this is not golf. It's not, you know, a non-contact sport. It's hockey. And and so it does get physical. There's a difference between a dirty player and a physical player. And that's what we need. We have to educate ourselves on what, what that difference is. And also remember their children. And hopefully they're not dirty players. Right. And and think about the, uh, who was it, the Eichel hit? How, how quick mm-hmm. did they? How quick did they jump on on Chucky on that? It was it was Chucky, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. When, when he toe picked. Yeah, and it's like even Eichel had. But how 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 bad is it when Eichel has to come out and say, "Well, I I I, I toe picked. <laughs> I had that shit coming." <laughs> yeah, and, and my and my head was down, and I looked up, and it was too late. The train was going to hit me. Yep. Right. But how many parents that don't know, like just parents out there? Dude, I had I had that moment know? at our our last tournament. Um. Kid poked a goalie after the whistle, and uh, my child proceeded to introduce him to the ice very quickly. And the the parents started screaming mm-hmm. at little Peanut, and I'm like, whoa, 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 hold on a minute, fuck around and find out. Like, don't <laughs> touch the goalie, and like, then we're not here. And they're like, oh no, 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 I was screaming at my kid. Oh, okay, right, <laughs> yeah, right. Are you talking about? Triple A weekend at Pittsburgh. No, 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 no. Oh, okay. All right. No, the, well, the I, local the, tournament. The, but, but the sad part is, is that what do we do? We 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 put our uh, our thoughts on on trial on social media, right? And we're gonna well, we're gonna we go back to we that. We can't again. go there. I'm not doing that right now. No, no, no. We'll no, what I'm saying later. is, I'm talking about just parents in. <laughs> I'm talking about parents in general are just like, you know, like they'll they'll put a they'll put a play on there. And I don't, I mean, I can't even think of a specific example, but I'm talking about they'll put a play on, on there. They'll pull it off a live barn, which that's why coaches <laughs> hate live barn, right? Like, okay. I mean, it could be good or bad, 
And then they put their comments in there like, okay, my son is doing X, just like you talked about for, what is it, for the love of hockey? Yeah. Yeah. And they're narrating this? She she was literally, she wasn't narrating. She, like, put captions over it. But she, and hers was not, like, hers wasn't negative. She was like, we told him not to do one thing. Like, we said, don't drop the gloves. So she was basically saying, like, he did what he wasn't supposed to do. Both kids were in trouble. You know, granted, she, you know, she did say he retaliated, but she knew he broke the rules and he got the consequences for it, which I think is fine. And she's got a platform where she's educating people. Again, different conversation for another time about the use of social media. But like it, you know, I think it's, you know, it, it is a matter of understanding what's happening and just, you know, we can get into what we see as spectators versus what the player sees versus what the official sees on the ice, they're not the same thing, you know? Yeah. Without a doubt. I think, well, I think that's where, I think that's where it becomes sort of a hypocrisy, right? People, right? Like it's, it's okay for your kid to go out and, angle somebody hard and then you see that board move but then when it happens to your kid you're the first to cry foul you know what i mean and that's that's a problem i have with it mm-hmm. right you can't you can't have it both ways i mean you just can't yep yeah and i think that's what i think that's what we see too much in hockey right i think it's that lack of education well i where people aren't like and this is why we have coach ozzy here to educate us on okay what is checking you know, what is, what is proper angling, right? I mean, I think that's what we're trying to, the point we're trying to prove here, right? Well, and it's a, Go ahead, it's a conversation at home too. Like don't dish it out if you can't take it. Like don't, don't be the defenseman in front of the net pushing everybody away. And then when somebody pushes you back, you get all, you get all in your feelings. Like that's not how any of this game works. Yeah. It's a two way street, right? Absolutely. And- but but what's sad is we're doing this because it's not just about the players; it's about the parents. A hundred percent, right? I mean, that's what it comes down to. Uh, it, it's yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I think that's what it comes down to. But um, I, I think we uh, is there anything I missed on that? I think that we should talk about, and I, I'm interested to get Coach Ozzy's opinion on this: is does where you play matter? Like. Oh, you're right. I missed do, that. I jumped over. Do that. I'm you sorry. do you yeah. think that in Western New York there's more physical hockey than in the CBHL? Very. <laughs> Way more. <laughs> so it's a, it's a te- it's a it's a it's curbing your expectations at that point, right? Like yeah. if you're so you just you just do you think in Western New York there are more physical hockey parents than there are in the CBHL? <laughs> No, you, I don't. you said <laughs> I don't. You said Boston, wrong. Well, you've you've alienated you've alienated a whole group of people, right? You're gonna have to ask Coach Ozzy if you go to the Northeast, <laughs> is it just a different brand of hockey? Well, I, I, I think you that, play, that you played out in Utica. Like that's the that's the point, though. Is is Coach Ozzy played all over the country, right? Like 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 as a, as a youth player, as a junior player, especially, right? Um, the, the area that you're playing in dictates the level of physicality and what will be called and won't, won't be called. So as, as a parent going into a tournament in, in Colorado 
your your expectation should be different than going into a tournament in in Raleigh. Is my point in that question? That's, I, when I was growing up, that's the big thing for when I went to these AAA tournaments. Was always you know there is going to be more body contact because you are going up north to Philly to Boston, like you know, you expect more compared to when you are going down south. Like, it's it's just completely different. Like, even in the Midwest, too, like, a lot physical out there, too. So, like, I, it is kind of like where you are going kind of depends, I guess, on the play style. That's, that's you know what, there, that, that leads to another good question, Coach Ozzie. So, you played at, at the Junior Canes, and I can tell you that Rob Brindamore does not play passive hockey. Now, how much does the local NHL team or the style of hockey in that area affect the way kids play hockey in those areas or how things are coached? Oh, I think there's, that- there's a huge fall, like a huge falling, a huge impact on just how the style is because he, he was at, his son is actually, I played up or played growing up against his son. His son, I believe is in 99. So when we would play the Raleigh Carolina or the Carolina Hurricanes, he was always on the 99 birth year team and we played him. And so, like, having his dad now in the area has a huge impact because, right, everybody now wants to be, like, that next kid from that area to grow up and play because his son's actually just played for Quinnipiac, right, won the national championship. Yeah. So, want to play in the NHL this year, right? So, kids want to be like that. He's paved the way for that that youth down there to have an opportunity to go through the ranks of, like, Carolina's program and to make it. So, it kind of has that impact of kids can do it while also – Right, he's going to be out there in the youth, so he's going to be able to be on the ice. Right, he's very—I'm pretty sure from what, I, like what I've seen—he's very, very involved with the community. So, giving back to those kids, which will just make them want to continue to play and continue to grow the game. Well, how was? How do you remember how he has, was as a player? Like his style was. Oh, is there more of a? Phys- <laughs> <laughs> was it, was, is there is there is there a physical brand of hockey from what for? From when we went down there and played them, and this was just their double A team, I expected it to be physical, and it was a very physical game mm. for the whole weekend. All three games that we played, just their squirt team. I mean, you know, and I told people if you're going to go down there, I would expect a physical brand of hockey. Is that kind of what that influence has done for that? I mean, because I know the, the the Carolina team is a very physical team. I think so. But, I would say so. Yeah, definitely. Just because of they're being taught the right way, they're being taught to play hard, right, Rod teaches at least for his hair or NHL team teaches like a hard style of hockey. So giving, you know, having that same vision with the youth program, I think definitely plays into them playing a hard style of hockey, which is contact, which is right. Hard angling and pushing the limits on certain body checking. And what, what was it like for you guys? Uh, and this is for both for you and, and Uncle Sammy to go from Chesapeake down to there playing them. Like the first time you played them, was it kind of eye opening? Were there a lot of parents kind of like, you know, calling for penalty? You know, like what what was that kind of atmosphere? Just the first time going down there. Because I, I guess I guess what I'm saying is is I want parents to understand. Like again, if you're going to go to an area, I, I always I always tell my kid to expect the worst. Right? Like you know, like especially going up north. But then we go to Carolina. I'm like, if we play them again, expect this, right? So, what was it like for you guys? Um, I think just more of at least for the beginning games were definitely eye opening. I think one time we got smoked by like ten goals by them. But I mean, that's kind of like you know, you always want to play the higher competition, right? Because that gets you better. So 
you know, it is eye opening uh, for just kind of understanding like how, you know, it's obviously you play them one time, right? You know, kind of what to expect the second time. So you know how to kind of gear up for it in a sense, right? You play a three game weekend, you know, by game two, if they're going to be physical or not. So, I mean, I think going down there, you always knew, especially you're going to get some good hockey, I guess. Always. I, at least that was my mindset, always good hockey going down there. That's awesome. Go ahead, Uncle Sam. Yeah, no, I kind of – I think I'm going to echo what Coach Ozzie said. Like, right, super skilled, but also they aren't as – they aren't going to shy away from body contact. Like, I, I've always enjoyed going down to Raleigh and playing, so. Yeah, I – again, I think the older our kids get – I don't know how you feel, Lady Rose. Your, your kid's a year ahead of us. Uh, I, I relish it, to be honest with you. Like it's gonna it's gonna determine whether he's gonna break my wallet after he goes to fourteen U and he keeps playing and I can take him to play something cheaper or or he's gonna <laughs> he's he's gonna keep doing yeah. what he's doing. Do I have to, do I have to figure out online school so he can go to practice at noon? Well, well, one, Panda, you know that you know he's staying in it, and two, um, mine thinks that he's this is what he's been waiting for his entire life. So we'll see. How that goes, because he's never actually been hit. <laughs> oh, you're talking about checking? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, I, yeah, I wasn't sure about it. I, I just don't know, like, right? Like, you, you just don't know. And, and Coach Ozzie, what was, the, what was your first can – you, can you recall the hardest first hit you took? Like what your mindset was at the time? Can you can you remember it? I'm sure you remember the game and everything. About <laughs> yeah, it, period. I, mean, I was like, honestly, I was like, what truck just hit me? That's <laughs> my first. <laughs> no, I mean, I was definitely Pee Wee's. I think I was. It was an open ice hit, and there's always there's always one a year. Big big skill guy getting I, into the open ice there. Yeah, it's, yeah, it was dangerous. <laughs> but I mean, definitely kind of just. I mean, once you get your first one, right? It's more of like, all right, like. You kind of deal with taking Got that it. over with? Yeah, exactly. And it's like, all right, kind of. For me, it was always like, now I'm into the game. Like, I mean, kind of like getting, not destroyed, where I'm like Paul Korea style, but I mean, <laughs> like, a little Did con- you, were there like checking clinics then? Did you take those classes or did it just happen? Okay, see, it that's what, I mean, we do it now. <laughs> okay, good. I'm wondering if that like. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I learned the hard way. Either penalties or <laughs> there's no other way. So, Coach Jazzy, would you say that though that like it's made you stronger in life, right? Like you can, you can get hit and get back up. Like, exactly. like let's talk. Let's talk about. I get knocked. Let's down. talk about Big Panda's favorite thing, right? Like the gap year, right? Like going back to school. Like I think that there's a lot of there's a lot of life lessons to be taught there. Like, like me and you have even talked about it. Like before you left for Utica, like I don't even know how to be in a classroom. Like, mm-hmm. do you think that like hockey has taught you like that resiliency, like through like getting hit and getting back up to like, Hey, now I'm 21. I'm a freshman in college. Like, oh, I definitely agree. I think it's taught me without playing hockey. I would, I don't know what I'd probably be some schmuck, honestly. But no, it's they taught me just a lot of like Stop. again you go through some you go through some uh some hard times going through, you know, whether that's early on in your hockey career or later on and understanding, you know, when things do get hard, how can you push through, you know, and you know, even if it's just a hockey game, you know, it's a two two late game, like 
how to push through it, how to get that goal. And that's, you know, something you can deal with outside of hockey and life in general, which is, you know, something struggling with you. How can you set it aside and, you know, battle it and keep moving forward or, you know, putting a smile on or big thing for me too was understanding teamwork and a family mentality of, especially as you get older and play juniors of how to not let some, your teammate down, you know, where you are, you know, and you can be in an office in 20 years, you know, and you're working as a team. Like how can you not let that one person next to you down where you want to try to pull everybody together to try to kind of work towards the same goal. I think those are kind of my big life lessons, I guess, out of this. Hell yeah. <laughs> Rock on. Wait, hold on. I'm going to, I'm going to hammer this. I'm going to hammer this home for big Panda. Coach Ozzy, would you sure. say your gap year was the best thing that ever happened? And you, you took like a, between juniors between and, no yeah between like playing juniors and then going to college. Oh, well, mainly because I was on I was doing online school, so I was kind of <laughs> behind a little bit. <laughs> so. Are you? Are you? So I think I think you're misinterpreting my concern about gap year. Maybe, and it's it, it you know and and we can talk about this on social media, right? But we're so busy pumping our kids about about their hockey exploits, we forget about the education exploits, right? And I'm not taking that away from anybody, right? And little panda I don't forget about them. Well no, <laughs> but my but my point is is that little panda, right? The last two quarters has exceeded anything I did in grades and you know, and I was a pretty good student, right? And I'm not gonna sit here and brag about it on this podcast. Right. But my point is is that I just don't want him for and it's not because I don't love hockey and I don't love watching him play hockey. But it's important that he doesn't take that gap year and decide not to go back to school, right? Like that's my concern. It's not about the hockey. Oh, I, it's not about where he's going to end up. But that's that's where, like, if I know me and I know who, how your mindset works, Sammy. If you know that if we got off track, where would we be? Oh, dude, right we, now? we'd be talking right. about football right now. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. No. But, I. But so I look at it. That's and that's 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 my concern about the gap year thing. It's, not, it's they got nothing to do, with, and I'm not judging any any hockey player that took a gap year at all. I look at it from you know, and I know we're going off topic, and I apologize. But what are you officially calling a gap year? Because the definition of a gap year is a year between high school and college to do like nothing but travel the world. Not I am going to finish my high school education, or I'm oh, going to leave prep school and go play this sport. No, that's exactly what it for no, a while. That's exactly what it is, and then go. That's what I'm college. talking about. No, it's that's it's, it's literally a year devoted Those to hockey. Different things. Yeah, right. but that's not like right, and and people are doing that, and then they ultimately end up. I mean, I get it. I know, but I there's there are also many many high school graduates that are out there going, I'm not going to go to college for a year. I'm going to go to Europe and be a nanny. I, and that's, you know, I mean like that's a, you know, it's and not, I mean like I would say go chase this dream and see how that goes for a year versus. Listen, I'm not, that, you know, yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not downing anybody that does that. That's not what I'm saying. I, I just don't want him to get derailed and not, decide not to go back and get his college education. That's all I'm saying to fall back on. That's no, all I, that's I, all I'm I can, and, and coach Ozzy, I'm not criticizing you for taking gap years for hockey and, and following that dream at all. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not criticizing any hockey player for that. No, I, th- you know, and again, I apologize for being off topic. No, I think that, I think that I was just giving you shit about something. Uh, no, I know, but I, I, <laughs> I, I will tell you like personally, like 
I wish I had a gap year, right? Like from a maturity standpoint, right? So like I, I saw Coach Ozzie going into college and I saw where I was going into college at 18 and I would have been way more prepared at, at 2021. So I, I just think yes. you, you know your kid, right? Like we're putting – Yeah, and that's what it comes down to. The cart is like yeah. miles I mean, ahead of the horse with this. <laughs> but I, I just thought I'd get a little shot in on Big Panda. I, I know, I know. And I, I – did I – I, I totally came across defensive. <laughs> yeah, you did. <laughs> I, you know what? I wanted the audience to understand where I stood on gap year, right? Like that's all we I'm saying. We get it now. Well, no, but you know, <laughs> I'm what? I, I kind of changed you. my. No, when we went to the Air Force Academy, we went on that tour, and I started talking to some of the players there. Like, I'm all about gap year. If 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 he can go a certain route about that, like, let's oh, go. Dude, free, you know what I mean? Free hockey is real cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's why I think, I think that's the big thing for the gap year is when they, when you get to that age, you know where you stand in the sense of the hockey pyramid and where your talent is and what you can actually get out of it. So, right. Like if, if you're going to be honest with yourself and realize that I'm probably not going to play good college hockey, like then there's really no point, at least for me that I see taking gap year. Might as well just go to college at that point and just play yeah. hockey for fun. But if you want to try to pursue an NCAA career, then I think it's important for the gap year because then, like, you do mature tremendously. And you, when you, in those, honestly, those two years that I took off were the best two years of my life by far, tremendously. Yeah. Like, I mean, I had so much fun. You're with, you know, your teammates all day, you know, doing all these different things. And you just learn how to become so not independent, but just handling situations on your own to where when you do go to college, you are so much more prepared for, you know, the, the intensity of NCAA hockey, because it is, it is very oriented and, you know, you are going six days a week and it is very, very frustrating sometimes, I guess. Let me- well, I had a, I had that conversation even with my boss today. His son just graduated from high school. He's been a basketball player. He's going out to the West coast to a big school where another big basketball player is going. And, uh, you know, that his mother is a little disappointed that he's kind of decided he's not going to play basketball anymore. Um, but it, to be that student athlete in college, and he could probably like walk on or be practice squad because you can do those things, but it's a completely different commitment, right? And you have a different college experience. So, you know, if you're not going to your point, like if there's not this intermediate level of, still trying to make that next level of hockey or, or your sport and you're going to go have your education. Are you giving up that sport or are you going to focus on your education? And we could table that for another discussion. I, I think that's a yeah. great discussion. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to call it gap year. Uh, there's no other oh name it could be. Well, I mean, I, I, yeah, you know what? I'd be curious. Like, did you get that guidance, Coach Ozzy? Like, did did a coach tell you, like, go take a gap year and then we're going to come grab you or something? I mean, that's – I guess it's different if that's the case, but I just don't know how any of that works. Well, I have no clue. I mean, it, they kind of did. I committed two years, like, before I actually went. And I could have went the, a year early, but I actually – like, they kind of made the decision, but I also kind of made the decision, too, of – you know, I do want to stay back another year, like, because you only get to experience those years twice. I get to experience college for four years, right? Like that gap year, you only have that little bit of time. So being able to, and again, if you look at like these commitments nowadays, like 
unless if you were playing Team USA, like in these top pro, like, and I'm saying not like just like these, I'm sorry, but phony AAA programs, like legitimate top tier one, you will get committed at 16, but that's like the top 1%. 99% of the kids are not committing. I mean, we're taught, like even most D1 kids now are not committing until they're 18, 19, and they're only taking one year off. They're not of school. Like for the USHL, we look at tier one juniors. How many of those kids are going into school at 19, 18, 19 rather than 16? I, I think it's a, it comes back to that demographic that we showed about the age of the average college hockey player. Um, and and I can even – like our, our billet that's going to RIT. RIT literally told him, you are going to go to the BCHL and play on this team, and we'll see you next year. Like after he committed, like so, kind of to emphasize yeah. Kajazi's point, like, like, like you may get to a point where like you're all set. I I know I'm gonna go to this school, and the coach will call you and be like, "Hey, um, I I want you to play in this league for this team and this coach because he's gonna develop you the way that I need you developed to come in here and be productive as a freshman." We had two kids for that too. For my junior, my second to last year, junior years, we had two kids come in strictly that were committed to Utica and knew that I was down there. We had another kid down there as well to go in and play with us so we could all become, you know, better together as a group and also just kind of play with each other to help each other get better. That's great. Well, isn't that what Coach Nick told us? Every everywhere is developmental except for the NHL. Everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> Coach Ozzy, thank you for uh coming on the show. Um you wanna start wrapping this up there, Uncle Sammy, with our hockey sponsor business. Yeah, so our hockey sponsor business today is gonna be HPH Advising. Uh real big friend of the Donks, always provides us with great insight on um you know, what's next. Um, if we have a question, we can always reach out to uh, Greg and he will give us the honest feedback. Um, HPS, HPH Advising, their approach is choosing the right league, team, coach, and trainer. Um, it's crucial for a hockey player, their career development, and they work diligently to find the right fit for them. You'll find that, that HPH Advising, it's a small clientele group with a lot of kids who want to make hockey a career, kind of like we've learned with Coach Ozzy. Um, they help players navigate college and junior hockey and the environment, and the profession. And they are going to provide professional representation and services to attract and secure the right contracts and the right scholarships for your player. Uh, they can be found at hphadvising.com. We'll throw a link on uh, Instagram and Facebook and all that good stuff, and we'll put it in the show notes. Um, I can't I can't speak highly enough of HPH Advising. They uh, they helped our billet this year. He's he's moving up. Um, you know, I would consider him a close family friend. Coach Oz knows him real well. So like, great dude. <laughs> all right, Sammy. Thanks for that, bud. Um, all right, let's go on to our top three here. I, I didn't really write these. Well, did you put this in here, Sammy? I, I, I didn't top put three. a top three. Oh, did I put that in there? I can't remember. I'm excited about these top three. Okay, let's Tough roll. Toughest sports? And you're, you're included in this, Coach. Yeah, Oz. you got to give us you your – You can chime in. Your, right. your top three and bottom. I think I guess where uh, Lady Rose is – guess what her toughest sport is. I think Carrie guessed that one. Yeah, we, we kind of preluded it. No, Mike well, with an R. <laughs> no, no. I mean, 
like it's pretty tough, and it's definitely on the list. But you know. All right, let's. All right, yeah. Lady Rose, ladies first. Go ahead. Top three toughest sports in your opinion. Okay, we go third to third, th- three to one. It's your right. Show. Mm-hmm. So number three, coming in number three, I'm gonna give you with collegiate cheerleading. If you have never watched this is the most, like the okay. University of Kentucky cheerleaders. This is the most is fucking amazing. Kentucky thing I've heard you say in like four episodes. I mean, are they we going to give are, a cheer for I don't know how many na- time national champions. And if you have never seen that pyramid that spins around, it's amazing. And I, it's, it's phenomenal. They're outstanding. <laughs> It is unreal. And it's on ESPN. And it's super physical. It's on ESPN, so they're athletes. It, it is. It is. And, and fun story about Mr. Wildcat. When he was in high school, he was the editor of his high school newspaper, and he wrote a stupid article about how it's not a sport if it doesn't have a ball or ball-type thing like a puck, um, and you can't pl- play in front of it. So he said cheerleaders – didn't have a sport and he said like a bunch of others and it was not good for his you know <laughs> reputation especially oh, with the ladies we gotta edit so, this whole thing you know, out. A, i can't do that to mr a, wildcat no we do not oh no, we, we 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 talk about it all the time That's it a is a story. whole discussion in our house um but so collegiate cheerleading for sure and if you haven't watched cheer on netflix totally do it because it's great i saw every episode um, not so for good. that reason I, I bet you did i i believe that I know. I, I did um, walk away okay. Number two, I am going to bring in rugby. I think it's an unbelievably physical sport. I'm glad my kid loves it. I think the shout out to the Western Loudon rugby um, teams because those kids are so nice and they really do hold each other accountable. And the coaches are really embracing of newcomers and teaching them the game, which is not something that's super widespread in this area. Um, but like I watched my kid like run, like really run hard after somebody and that's outstanding. Um, and then just, you know, he's learning something new. It's unreal. And then, I mean, I do, I think hockey is hard and gotta be one of the toughest sports and they're going fast on the ice on knives and crashing into people and scoring goals and I have tried to play it and tried to do some of the things that our kids do and can't um and you know I think every parent who has a hockey player should get out there and try to do some of the stuff because you watch them and you're like you should do this and you should deke this way and you should blah 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 and then you try to do the thing they're doing and you can't do it and you see how hard it is and realize how amazing our athletes are it's it's amazing. It's a they're that really Paris versus so. kids game is I Lady Rose's puppet. Was that uh, yeah. was that an obligatory number one? Like this is a hockey podcast. Did you just feel that you had to put that number one? No, I'm just kidding. I'm just giving you a hard time. All right, Don't Coach. We no. <laughs> Coach Ozzy, you're up. Three toughest sports. Uh number three, I'm gonna go with football. That's that's pretty okay. tough. I feel like I mean they they those collisions are definitely uh, up there as well. That's pretty tough. Um, definitely seen a couple college games, especially at our school, and those guys they go through some stuff. I think uh, number two, hockey. I'm putting hockey at number two. I know. Okay. I know. Um, definitely tough. Lady Rose kind of mentioned all the important topics of that, so I'm not going <laughs> to dive too deep into that. And then number one, I'm going with MMA. That is. <laughs> 
That <laughs> okay. is by far, I feel like, the most toughest sports. I mean, those guys, they're in the ring, and like, they can bring a foot, and they're still going to keep fighting. Like, that's, that's sickening to me. Respectable. So, and they are all – some of them get absolutely bloodied up, which I love watching it, but you could not pay me enough money, especially for what the amount of money that they get paid like USC guys for like pay-per-view and they don't get paid much money and they are putting literally their lives on the line for that. Some of that stuff is insane. So that's my, that's my top three. Uh, that's a good one. Oh, all right. Three good ones. All right, uncle Sammy, you want to, you want to, yeah, I'll, I'll throw it here. Right so go. three, I'm going to go lacrosse cause I'm a Homer and my kid plays lacrosse. Um, but like getting the, the, the just the absolute shit beat out of your bottom hand and maintaining possession of the ball is really impressive. Um, the physicality, the the speed. If you guys haven't watched the PLL, like highly recommended. Like the way they move the lacrosse ball is so impressive. Um, and the goalies are bananas. Like that lacrosse ball is dense rubber, and those guys are shooting at a hundred miles an hour, and they wear less pads mm-hmm. than than hockey goalies. Like. Right. Bananas. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with hockey is two. Um, we don't really need to go into that anymore. And then number one right. is gonna be golf. <laughs> okay. The mental side of golf and to be a successful golfer, it's you versus the ball. Nobody else. Like it doesn't matter what anybody else does on the golf course. Like it's you putting a swing on a golf ball and then walking up and doing it again over 18 holes. And you have to be successful. We'll say 62 like you have to, you have to be good 62 times in one round. And like that comes from like a four foot putt to a 300 yard drive and you're competing against nobody but yourself. Like I, I think that our, our talk with lady B, um, is really eye opening into the fact of like, you can't just quit in the middle of a round, like a a competitive round, right? Like you shank the first drive on the first tee and put it in the woods and hang a 10 spot. Like you got 17 more holes to think about that 10 spot. Like that's, that's brutal. That's a very interesting take. I, I am, I think it started with the cheer thing. I'm kind of thrown off here a little bit. <laughs> I, I, yeah, also, I was not expecting that. One. I've also golfed for a really yeah. long time, and I'm still fucking brutal at it. Like I'm fucking terrible. And no matter how much I practice, I'm still bad. Like so, maybe it's a little like pent up rage, like coming off the course. But I don't know. Well, you're probably you're probably drinking too much bourbon while you're playing maybe that's the issue well so there's a real sweet spot like where you like get enough like birdie juice in you like and you're playing real well and then you put you hit that bottle one more time and it's just all fucking downhill from there dude i always yeah. say golf is like 12 holes too long yeah if you <laughs> if you yeah if you peek out and you you hit that bourbon too hard it's like pissing in the wind you'll hit that golf ball and just come right back and hit you right in the head I don't know and man. it's happened like, on the court like there's me. a couple times where you like <laughs> you know you, you got a little buzz going and then you just smash one like 305 right down the middle and you're like I got this shit figured that out that is not that is not a sport I can play buzzed even that's just oh. it's just too hard um, like obligated to drink on the course well it's it, it's you, literally you in the USGA handbook like 
Rule eight five one yeah. is beer in hand next to the tea box while you're while you're teeing off. Yeah, and he just made that up. Okay. Um, <laughs> all right, number three, I'm going to go with uh, NASCAR drivers. <laughs> I think driving at that speed. Could you at least do like you know, Formula like, One so they have to turn right and left? Formula One's good. All right, let's just say professional race car drivers. Okay. How about that? I forgot about Formula One, but I mean, I, I just think that the speed that you go with and being able to control a vehicle at that speed with that inertia going on is just unbelievable. Like, I, I think that's just phenomenal how they can maintain control, be able to think. I mean, they're just, I, I think, don't, I don't think they get enough credit for being the athletes as they are. I mean, you think about Carl Edwards, man, that guy could do flips off of cars, but those guys work out constantly. It's like, you know, when you heard stories about Tiger Woods. That dude was always working out, right? Like, I think almost any sport you play, they, there has got to be a physical demand in there that where you need to maintain some sort of physicality all the time, right? Well, can we can we talk about You're, my favorite part on NASCAR? Which one? So I've been to – I've dabbled into the NASCAR, and my favorite part Shocking. are the drunk guys that stand up and point at which way they should go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, on the, on the restart? <laughs> on anything. On the restart? Oh, no. Yeah, you got to go. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> Restarts Dude, are awesome. The, it is pretty funny. The, the fans at NASCAR make NASCAR. Like, let's just call it what it oh, is. Oh, people watching. <laughs> watching the guy come in with the truck that's got a redneck hot tub in the back. I mean, that's just phenomenal. Yeah. You know? I, I support this. I support NASCAR being number three. Yeah. Yeah, okay, we'll go NASCAR 3, so, all right, agreed. Uh, number two, I'm going to have to go with uh, lacrosse. Um, I, I know a, a buddy of mine who, who coached a um, – they, they, I don't know. If, I think they finally won the state championship. Anyways, he was telling me, and I watched the game, at, at, at even the high school level, level, it is brutal. Those guys are, like, sitting there with, like, a hatchet pounding the crap out of each other, and I just don't get it. Like, you know, like I want to call slashing all day long. And those guys, broken arms, and I just think they're on the DL much more, you know. Um, and then, of course, number one, I'm going to go with hockey. You know, I, I just think some of the, the hits and the speeds and, and just, like, I, th- I, th- I know people make that comment about, you know, regular season is not like playoffs. And, and some people are some people are actually critical of it, right, in hockey. But, man, when it comes to playoff time, man, it is just gladiators out there just battling. And I think this year more than most, I've been tracking like the Calder cup and watching Memorial, man. It, there's just something to Spoken it. Spoken like a true the, caps fan. The team aspect. Mm. I, I mean, <laughs> but they got, but Coachella, man, they, they skunked them the first two games. Oh yeah. That five, nothing. Coachella, the concert. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, no, no. You know, and then I had to go look up who Coachella was affiliated with. I had no the clue. Kraken, right? Yeah. See, that's impressive. But, uh, yeah, I, I just think hockey, like, just watching I, – I, I feel my teeth rattle every time I saw Gudis and Barbershop get into a, to a hit on each other. It's like the collision of, like, two rhinos, man. It's just crazy. I, I think the collisions are crazy. Um, and I challenge any NFL player that says that hockey would be easy and they could throw on skates and do it. Like, no. Who is that, who's just, that DB just, for Jacksonville that said that? Like, give me six months and I'll be in the NHL. And then, Jalen Ramsey. Ramsey. Then yeah. 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 But they. Yeah. So I, I just think uh, it, it's not that I, I think I, 
you know, I underscore how hard and tough NFL is. I just think that there's so much more finite technical skills you need as a hockey player, you know, versus versus the NFL. I do. You know, we can we can say that for another argument all day long. But uh, those are my – that's why I think hockey's number one. There you go. All right. Yeah. Anything else on that, guys? I think that's a great um, – just to go back, that uh, University of Kentucky cheerleaders have 24 national championships. And my honorable mention would be that Winter Olympics uh, event that's with the archery and the, oh, ski- the, the, the skiing. The, like, because I don't know how they do that. Yeah. Or the guns. It's yeah. the guns, right? And the ski. I don't know. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, that's, yeah. that's all about controlling well, heart rate, though. Hold on. If Lady Rose gets to do that, then let's I, talk about and the accounting only, for Kentucky windage. Let's talk about the <laughs> only Division One team to have a team play New Year's Six, Sweet 16, men's and women's, college softball, and college baseball World Series. The one and only University of Tennessee. Okay. It's an everything school, Ooh. Lady Rose. <laughs> it's it's, it's you, you got your plug it's in an everything school. Oh yeah, by the way, their their right. their men's hockey team played in the ACHA D one national championship tournament. Tennessee or Kentucky? Kentucky's Kentucky's uh, hockey team also played in the ACHA their division national oh. championship tournament. Yeah, my buddy actually is a captain. He's been the captain at Tennessee, right? You played with him at juniors, no, right? No, Kentucky, Kentucky, at Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that. Mm-hmm. Yay. No yeah. names. We can wait till after. That's why they started winning was because he played with us for a little bit. He played so in Hampton. Mm-hmm. He was. Uh, I played with him for a year, and then he was. He played on the lower team the next two years. Oh, got it. I think I know who you're talking about. That's awesome. All right, you guys ready for the fortune cookie? Wisdom? Always. Always. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. This one, this one I actually had to drum up while we were doing this pod because I was not prepared tonight. Um, all right. I'm going to uh, go with a Rocky Balboa quote here for the fortune cookie wisdom. I think it's we a, should didn't say Rocky Top. So. Oh, you, you guys are. Right. No, no, no. So it, 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 it ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward, right? I think that's what the physicality of hockey teaches our kids. Um, it teaches them resiliency. It teaches them perseverance, right? So I, I think that as parents, we need to expect it, right? You're, we're not in – we just named it. Everybody here just named it as one of our top three toughest sports, right? And there's going to be some physicality to it. Let those kids go out and and get a little bit – you know, engaged in that, let them learn about what, how hard it is in life, right? Like to get hit and then, you know, and learn how to get back up is, is the key, right? Because we're not always going to be there to pick them up and expect it and understand it and know what the sport is about. And, and, and I would say it would probably make the game much more enjoyable than, than sitting back and being that much more critical of it. So that is the fortune cookie wisdom for this podcast. Um, before we go, uh, support the podcast. Let's, there's listener support now in Spotify where you can actually, uh, we just, you know, we're not going to ever, I, I think the, the donks here will agree, we'll never make anybody pay a subscription for this, right? This is not the point of it. Fuck no. But if you want to, su- right. But if you want to support the podcast, you can go on to listener support in Spotify 
and make a donation. Um, and I'm not going to sit here and push for it. Just, you know, if you enjoy it and you want to help kind of keep things going for us, um, go out there and, and check it out. And we have a merch store, and I think we're going to – I think Sammy's trying to do a plug for his own T-shirt there. El- elbows high. Right, right. Mine's just going to be a big fortune cookie. The T-shirt's going to be a giant for- – no, I'm just kidding. I have no idea. No, I told you why we can't do that. <laughs> oh, that's right. It's, it's the Fertile okay. Crescent. All right. Um, we have a merch store up, and you can get to the merch store on our website. It's thedonkshockeypod.com, thedonkshockeypod.com, and our merch store is linked to that website. And um, let's see here. Mailbag, if you guys want any questions answered by us or you want us to go out and find the answers for you, uh, we'll be more than happy to try to do that for you. Uh, we're here to educate ourselves as much as kind of pass on any knowledge that we can, or if there's a guest you want on, we'll try and reach out and get them. Um, and if you want to come on the podcast, go ahead and send us an email. The email is threedonkshockeypod at gmail.com, threedonkshockeypod at gmail.com. Uh, before we go, I want to thank Coach Ozzy. Uh, it's been great having you on the show, man. Um, thanks for giving us uh, this you know, your knowledge base and, and sharing uh, some great stories with us. Uh, it was really good having you on here, and we, we hope you'll come back on at some point. Yeah, we gotta, we got to have, you, we gotta have you back preseason <laughs> to get the boys going. <laughs> no, thank you. Thank you for having me. I definitely had a, had a blast, so hopefully we'll come back on sometime. Greatly appreciated, brother. Greatly appreciated. All right, you guys ready for a roadie? Oh, you ready, Uncle yeah. Sammy? You ready, Lady Rose? <laughs> All right, no roadie. Way.